Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. And this is our last episode of 2022. I can't even believe it. We've been doing this for, what, like two and a half years now? Yeah. Three years? Like two and a half. Probably. We started in like the summer-ish. Yeah, that's right. Wow, though. Yeah. Last episode of the year. I know. So to kick us off and into the future, we are reading books that are in the future. I'm actually pretty proud of how we decided to pick our themes for December this year, like in the past, in the future. Mm-hmm. And it was a good challenge, too, because I don't usually pick things that are like set in the future. Yeah. Well, it's also hard trying to like find one that like very specifically said like because all the ones I found were very, very big. Mm. I think that was actually the bigger struggle. They were like 500 pages and I was like, I don't have time to reach 500 pages right now. So was your sci-fi is your sci-fi sci-fi ish. It's like, yeah, dy- I feel like a lot of the future ones are sci-fi. Yeah, it's like dystopian sci-fi-ish. Definitely more okay, dystopian same. than sci-fi, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to jump well, on I'm in. I'm interested to see what you got. Yeah, so I ended up reading The Scorpion Rules by Aaron Bow. Hmm. And so it starts in the prologue, and the prologue's honestly probably like 50 to 100 years in our future. It doesn't actually say, but then after the pro- prologue is like 400 years later. Um, so the prologue is basically is that at some point in our future here um they have ais and they're class two ais which means that it's a person mind has been in uploaded into an ai basically is a class two ai um and so okay. um you know the water crisis is happening like every, mm-hmm. as it's going to um and so people are fighting over water as it will and so they were like oh hey this class 2 ai um michael talis they were like can you like use your ai brain and figure out like what's going to happen next with all of these wars and everything and prevent it if you can and he's like yeah i can i got this and then he realizes in his brilliant ai-ness that the only way to do that is to kill people and so he literally just starts like blowing up cities and he just keeps blowing up cities around the world until everybody stops fighting and is like, "What that? What is happening? What is going on? You can't control your AI." And he and so then he has this whole thing there. He's like, "You guys are just gonna keep killing each other, and so I need to do something to make you pay attention and to stop That's fighting." Right. And so he was like, "I am now your leader. I'm your ruler. I rule the world." Okay. 400 years later, now we are. Uh, so basically, how he did it is he created all these places called the preceptors. And every world leader has to have um, a child. It has to be a direct child of theirs. So to become a world leader, you must have a child. Um, And you give them to Talos and these different preceptors around the world as a hostage. And so if you start a war, your hostage dies. If somebody starts a war against you and you fight back, your hostage dies. Oh. Yeah. So that's like the whole point is like how, because it's like rule number one of um, world domination or no, what is it? It's like rule number one of the war of wars, make it personal. Cause that's the other one is that he has all these sayings that there's like the utterance, which was like put into a book from Talis. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's just like all these like little different things that are sprinkled in. So that, but that's number one is num- first rule about wars, make it personal. So that's how he does it. Um, they're called the children of peace. They have to like dress in all white and like, so they you know live in all these little ones um and so we only hang out we only like spend time at one of them like we don't jump around to any of the other ones so one of our main characters is greta so that's the other thing um once you make it to 18 once the child of peace makes it to 18 they get a leave and then um 
their parent who was the ruler can no longer be the ruler. Somebody else has to come rule their area because they don't, unless that person has another child that they can forfeit as a hostage. Um, but typically that's not usually, usually there's like, it works out there. Like some other person becomes it. And then that person has mm-hmm. one over and it's like a known thing. So like Greta's mom was also a child of peace. Um, and then like some people have, have been at peace a lot longer. So like one of our other main characters is Z and she lives in basically on Asia and there aren't like countries. It's not like the United States anymore. It's just kind of like, like Greta is part of the pan polar confederate no it's not confederate panpolar something alliance they're called the panpoles is what they call themselves Mm -hmm. so because basically what it is it's like all these people fight and then they just kind of build their own borders so z is part of this like mountain area in asia um and her country has been at war for or at peace i mean for like a century or something like she she knows that's nice yeah she's like chances are very good that she's making it to 18 she's not worried um but greta's is worried because she is basically like part of Canada, um, like actually kind of similar to the Canada America border somewhere. Um, but like she knows that like all the areas because they have one of the Great Lakes. Well, the Great Lakes are no longer the Great Lakes because water, and so they diverted them and they created like a new Great Lake. And so the Panpoles have all the water rights, but there's like okay. these other kind of people around them that obviously want to use the lake as their water source. And so, like, tensions are getting tough. So she knows, like, chances are good that she's going to die soon. Um, and the people who come and, like, kill them, they're still they're called the Swan Riders. So they come in. They're, like, part of, like, they work for Talus, the AI. And they come in on horses and they have, like, big wings on their back. And they take the children into this gray room. And nobody leaves the gray room. So we, and Well, you that know, does not sound good. Yeah. And so it's her, um, Greta. And Greta is a princess um because her country has queens and then the other guy is i can't remember his name um but he is like kind of down more in the america because like of course all like the american countries you know we didn't just all of a sudden starting queens and stuff we have generals and admirals and everything like that so we have different titles like basically i think everyone has their own title um but they both know that like it's going to be their two countries that are going to war and so um but so greta has been there since she was five and they're raised by AI also, the Abbot. And, um, you know, they learn all their studies about history and everything like that. And they learn how to be good leaders. And they learn about, um, control, like, not controlling people, but, like, being good rulers, all those things. Um, mm-hmm. But they also learn that, like, you know, like, a, these, as a leader, like, and if you were taken because you were going to die, you don't cause mm-hmm. a scene. You walk out. You walk with them. You don't, you're not kicking and screaming. You're not going to be drug out. Cause that's embarrassing. And leaders don't do Peaceful that shit. Transfer of power. Yeah. Like your, your parents did this. You're going to die. Move on. Kind Keep of. Your composure. Exactly. Because like, it's only going to make things worse otherwise. I mean, um, yeah. And so like the Swan Rider comes and like, you can like see like a plume of dust way back. And so they, they know it's coming and then they just have to freaking wait and keep learning about boring ass history while the swan rider is coming um, wow but the swan rider doesn't call greta she only calls the other guy and so and huh. she's like convinced i'm just gonna be the two of them um but it's because his country got in a war lost also um so he leaves and so then they're down to six because in there so they're all like different like age groups basically so like this is like the 16 17 year olds 
and then the lower group would be the 14 to 15 so they're all kind of like in their own little age clumps even though there's mm-hmm. a bunch of children here right um but they're all they all learn up with their age groups because it doesn't make sense otherwise um and then so all that happens but then a new boy shows up which they knew was going to happen because obviously if this you know we one child of peace died right need, another one comes in we need to replace them with another one gotcha um but you don't necessarily know how old that kid's gonna be like oh so it's not always like that they're like five like she's been mm-hmm. doing or she was there since, okay they're no her varying. mom just yeah her mom just became queen when she was five. Oh, okay. and that's how yeah so basically her mom was a child of peace her mom got married had like a political marriage had a child very early very young knowing that because she was going to ascend a queen and so she needed then to have, have to give up her child to go be yeah. a child piece. Got it. Yeah. And they do like see each other. I think it's like three times a year. They like see each other in person because it basically how Talis says it is that it's like, you know, if we're making this personal and it's because you love them that you're not supposed to go to war, it doesn't really do great if you forget about them, you know? Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. I was going to say, how does that really work? Like you don't really have a tie, but yeah. And they, yeah. Okay. and they can like write letters and stuff. And they used to like, I guess in the earlier days, they would have like tablet upload feeds. And so they would basically video chat um Mm. i can't remember why that doesn't isn't a thing anymore but they don't do that part anymore um but yeah so this other boy he comes in and he is like handcuffed which is like unheard of basically like when children of peace come because most children who become children of peace have grown up knowing they're going to become a child of peace and so even like their parents when they're young are kind of like teaching them like this is what is going to be expected of you you Mm -hmm. don't put up a fight but yeah he's bound and he's like screaming and kicking his whole freaking way up. Hmm. And so like there's also like over the prepster, there's like this kind of almost like this AI dome basically. So almost everything that they do is being seen and heard. Um, and it's mostly being interpreted by like lower level AI. So like they don't necessarily get sarcasm. And you can kind of speak in code and they don't mm. they don't know necessarily. They don't pick it up, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the abbot would, if the abbot heard, Talus definitely would. So there's a couple little spaces where they can be like a little bit safer with what they're speaking of, but like, cause they like see the ship coming, which is going to come drop off this new boy, which is um, a lion, a lion, a lion. How do you spell it? E L I A N. There's apostrophe in there somewhere. Elion? I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe Elion. I honestly, I don't know. That's how but, you spell it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he is, so his country that just took over there, the Cumberlands um, and they're like a brand new country. And so, like, he has not been raised knowing that he was going to be a child of peace. He was a sheep farmer. That would be or hard a goat, transition. Like a sheep farmer before this. Yeah. So he's, like, freaking fighting back. And they're like, this is embarrassing. Stop. Um, when he, like, finally does, like, come get to join because, like, he doesn't get to for a little bit. Um, he, like, keeps acting out, which, like, if one of you acts out, like, you're all basically going to be tortured in your little group. So, like, they, ah, all, they all lose their access punishment. to water. Yeah, because that's the whole point. They're like, you need to keep each other in line. Um, but like when he finally, you know, he gets there, like kind of get him figuring things out. But that's when like Greta all of a sudden kind of has this like click, like her eyes are opened. Like, oh, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. just going along with it isn't necessarily the best option. Um, and so like, it's really interesting. Like you see her kind of try to figure out like what's going on. Um, some of the other kids do too. So like Z is the other one that I was talking about. Um, there's Ada and Grego, Han and Tanti. So there's, and then a lion. So there's seven of them total and they're like their little cohort basically. Um, but like, they've all kind of just like 
accepted that this is their fate. And now it's like, here's somebody brand new who wasn't raised how they were raised at all. Like they all came in very young. So they were all raised this way. And so it's like, it's interesting to see a lot of the book is kind of like them just going about their day. Like Hmm. they have to go work the gardens and they have to milk the goats. And like at one point, like the goats, um, because they only have like one billy goat because like you only really ever need like the one man in animal lands um but they you don't want that much inbreeding so they like bring other male goats Mm -hmm. but there's like goat pheromones they have to use i don't know i think the goats are hilarious there's a lot of reviews people shitting on the goat part (laughs) i think it's really funny and like and also a lot of reviews talk about like not much happens like things are happening it's literally them like living their days and you're like you're trying to but see, not like, like big leaps of like action or whatever mm-hmm. and there are parts where you're like oh my gosh this happened but like you needed to know especially because you needed to start understanding kind of like okay it's been 11 years that greta has been here like when she's like oh we need to go tend to the mm-hmm. pumpkins like you kind of figure out why i really loved the book um like a solid four and a half the end kind of drug on a little bit longer than i think it needed to which is why i'm losing dropping a star or half a star um but it was really fun and like all like the random little utterance of talus of like oh this is you know what the ai says it's like a little handbook or whatever um like that was just like really fun and it's really fun concept too i think like oh this ai found a way to stop war mostly um but yeah and like i can't like way more happens obviously than like what i'm saying but basically a lion showing up i think that's how you do say it a lion lion something like that um basically him showing up just kind of like changes all of these things like mm-hmm. it's it's the first time like they've never they've never met somebody who didn't grow up the way that they did who like didn't know that like oh you just you need to like go along with what they're saying like you're gonna get tortured literally he gets tortured in this book like Yikes. electric shock and stuff like that and there's like little like ai spiders and stuff um but yeah but they're like well if you just didn't do that if you just didn't like talk back that wouldn't happen and he was like why why would i why would i not but he's not from this like world so it's just like it's new yeah exactly and like greta is so like greta and then so the Panpoles and cumberland are still basically like they're still fighting over the lake because cumberland's want at, like they want lake rights water rights to the lake but the number that they need the lake can't even sustain just cumberland's so like the Panpoles are like Yikes well no like you can't even if we gave you the entire lake the lake cannot sustain you so no we're not going to share water rights with you we don't get our water rights um but yeah tell us this whole thing is like y'all need to come to a conclusion or you know like if you're gonna declare huh. war mm-hmm. interesting yeah i feel Sounds like pretty good yeah i feel like i'm not selling it well just because like at that point like i really can't tell you anything else that happens because it would just give away so much yeah i feel that like with mine i'm gonna be so vague like you might get frustrated you can ask me later if you don't think you're gonna read it or because you're not buying books in 2023 i can send it to you and you can borrow it oh there we go send it back send it back um (laughs) it was really good Uh, like okay i ended up doing um the ones we're meant to find by joan he so it is also like dystopian kind of but a little sci-fi definitely sci-fi there were lots of things that like if i was smarter i'd probably understand but Mm. wow were there a lot of (laughs) things i did not comprehend um 
so good. Like there were so many twists and turns. And like, I actually found myself getting frustrated, like two thirds of the way through this book. I was just like, I don't have any answers. But then like at the very end, you get all these answers and it's just like a flood of information. So I'm going to try not to give you any information. So I'm going to be intentionally very awkwardly vague. So I'm sorry about that. But what this book uh, is about, it's um, mostly about the relationship between two sisters, uh, Celia and Casey. So Celia, well, you know, let me talk about their world a little bit first. So basically, um, it says it's near future in the little thing. It doesn't give a year or anything, but essentially the world uh, is not doing well, you know, like toxins and that kind of thing. And so they've created this like city in the sky that's got a bunch of different levels. And so depending on your rank, depending on where you get to live. The people who are in the upper ranks who live at like the very top because it's clean, like you've like earned the right to live in a clean air or whatever, because you're like the most like eco-friendly and like there are like courses and things that you can attend that like improve your rank incrementally so that you can get moved up a level. Um, Really, it's just the rich people and they just keep moving things like production to the lower areas mm-hmm. it's cheaper and then they're basically foisting that responsibility onto other people you could see people in both sides of like the camp here kind of like in support of like yes obviously we're the ones contributing the most to like the planet being healthy and then like no you're clearly not all you're doing is essentially classism yeah <laughs> so i can see both sides i think that's something that our world already deals with a little mm-hmm. bit they're like mm-hmm. we're so eco-friendly it's like but are you mm, yeah not yeah. really so um The story itself, though, is around, uh, like I said, Celia and Casey. So Casey is the younger sister. Celia is older by about two and a half years. Celia uh, goes missing, basically. So they said that she went out on a boat because you can, because they're like the highest rank. Their parents, uh, along with another family, the Owenses, essentially started this place. They call it home. It's all in capitals. I'm sure it stands for something, but if I didn't catch it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's like a planetary protection committee, P2C, that's like in charge of stuff. And so her parents are like the head of things. Um, You find out pretty early that her mom has passed away in like a tragic accident, essentially. Um, So it's just her dad. Her dad, their dad's like pretty disconnected parent. He's kind of just trying to do the home thing because that's what like his wife did. Like the, the mom was like much more involved in like creating this new world essentially Mm -hmm. and like being eco-friendly. So like everyone's apartments and things like are very bare, bare minimum. People have stasis pods so that you can go, like you can holograph yourself out. Mm -hmm. So people are actually required to at least 33% of the time be holograms. Like, that's how you're reducing like your carbon emissions. Like that's how you're preventing like just like impact to the environment, essentially that like you just stay at home, mm-hmm. like you hologram yourself. So every single person is installed with like a, like a biometer, but it also doubles as like a communication device. So um, it'll like monitor like all of your body temperature and toxins. And you can just think things and send messages to other people on their little kernels. Like it's pretty interesting. Um, but the mom dies and they're, they're younger. So she's not like super relevant other than the fact that she built this world, which is important. Um, and it does kind of circle back later, but I can't tell you about any of that. (laughs) So when Celia goes missing, Casey is obviously pretty distraught. Like they don't really know what happened to Celia. There's a lot of speculation, obviously, because they help their parents help build this world. They're pretty important. So like there's reporters and all sorts of things that are really interested in like what happened to Celia. Um, 
at one point the boat that she was on does come back, but like they never, they never find a body. Right. So okay. they never figure out what happened to Celia. This, the book itself goes back and forth between uh, Casey and Celia, essentially. So it goes between two people. And uh, when it is focused on Casey, she is one looking for her sister. I mean, kind of. She assumes she's dead. So like the little kernel um, that they have embedded in them, it tells you like location and all sorts of things about this person. So while Celia is gone, missing, presumed dead, um, Casey is constantly like looking to see if her location gets popped up. Mm -hmm. And at one point it does. Like for a very, like just for a blip. Like it says like location found and then it goes away. So Casey ends up meeting um, this guy, Actinium. And he's like a hacker and he has like a, his interface that like, so above their head, it shows their name and their rank. Mm -hmm. And like when you're in school, you're required to display it at all times. Like it's, like I said, there's a lot of classism that goes on in this book where it's like very clearly like, I'm better than you. And a lot of it's like familiar, familial, that word is hard. Yeah. Um, So it's like, it just kind of like, (laughs) if your family is a low rank, you're going to start at a low rank. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of how it works now. Like if you're lower class, you're going to start at lower class and you have to work your way up. Um, Actinium, his rank just says zero on it, which like that's, you can't, you can't okay. rank zero, but he works for this like tattoo shop um, in like one of the like lower levels of home, um, much lower than where uh, Casey and Celia live because they obviously get to live at the very top because they're fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she meets Actinium and he has Celia's kernel, her information which includes all of her memories and things. So you don't necessarily, it doesn't always record all of your memories, but people can choose to record their memories and put them into folders and stuff. It's basically like a little computer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It like has a whole history of like her, uh, like hormones and thoughts and feelings, like literally everything. So she locates Actinium and he's like, oh, well, she asked me to take it out. And he said that like, they've known each other for years. And Celia was like, sounds like kind of, um popular i mean when you're the most famous kind of in your area of course you're gonna end up being popular Mm -hmm. so like she casey assumes like this is one of her ex-boyfriends or something um they spend all night together they spend like 24 hours just reviewing every single memory that celia has saved because she's trying to find information like did she kill herself like did my sister did someone hurt her? Like, was there any indicator that there was wrong? So they spend a lot of time kind of digging into that. I don't really want to tell you what they find, but basically that's what her and Actinium are doing. And they essentially determine that, I'm like, how do I say this without giving all the information away? The world's not as clean as you think it's going to be, you know? Okay. There was a toxicity level to Celia. And so Celia finds out some information that maybe could contribute to what happened to her. And they're not, they're not super sure. So when we are on Casey chapters, that's kind of what she's doing. She's looking for ways to improve the world because she doesn't want this to happen to anyone else. There are ways that like you can prevent yourself from getting sick if you do go down to like surface level. Like Casey and Celia would go down and they like Celia was like really adventurous. Like she was really big on like, I just want to live life. Like I don't want to be stuck in this bubble. Basically, she's like, I just want to do things like we should have the freedom to do whatever we want, no matter what our rank is, like no matter what's going on, like it shouldn't matter. And so, like, they would go and swim in the ocean. Casey was really, like, don't want to do that. Like, very much a rule follower. You do find out that Casey has a felony, but you don't find out until much later until what that is. 
Okay. So I can't tell you what that is. That one was one of the ones I was like, what is it though? Because they would refer to it all, all the time. But like, because I can't do these things, like she wasn't allowed to do any science. Like she's basically like super, super smart. Like obviously her mom built this entire like ecosystem and this floating world, but she's not allowed to do anything science related. She's not allowed to hack. She essentially like doesn't have emotions like a normal person. And so like by court order, her little biometer thing will go off if she's like not feeling at a certain level. Like some people, like you're allowed to feel sad, like that kind of thing. Like that's normal, but it'll like tell you if you're like too low or something and like sadness or whatever it might be. Hmm. But like she has a certain level that she has to maintain that's higher than everybody else's because they know that like her emotions and like mental health are very different than like the average person. Like I would say she's just kind of like a cold person that doesn't have as much like humanity Mm -hmm. as most people like she's just like a very like scientific person you know yeah like there's not a lot of like love and emotion attached to it so she knows this about herself but she knows that her sister is completely the opposite like very passionate person like can like make anybody feel good like so she was kind of her balance so without her she just kind of leans even further into that science but she's not allowed to do any science Mm -hmm. but her and Actinium essentially are trying to get everybody else on all of the levels and the different areas to agree to do this thing called, um, like, what was it called? Operation Reset. So, like, that's their entire goal is that there are a bunch of, like, catastrophic things that are happening to the world. Like, even though they've built this life to try to maintain the world, it's still going downhill, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's only so much you can do, especially once you hit that point. So what they want to do is they want to put everybody into stasis pods until the world is better. Okay. Like, so she wants to create like a bot or something that can detect if the world is healthy and able to support life. But what she's not telling everybody else is like, they only want to wake up the people that they think are going to contribute the right way. Ooh. So, so like they, they want to play God. would only wake up a portion of it. Yeah. yeah. So like they would basically only wake up the rich people probably. Like yeah. they don't I don't want to tell you everything, but like obviously like that's kind of what's implied is that like they would only wake up the people that they think are like they deserve it, which is rank, <laughs> which yeah. is money and luck. <laughs> um so that's what happens while we're doing Casey stuff. They obviously talk a lot about Casey and Celia's relationship in both parts. Um but when we are on Celia chapters, she's been on an island for three years and she has no memories really when she gets there. She has no idea what her name is. She just knows that she's looking for her sister. Like that is all she knows. So she's on this island and she's the only person there. It's a very small island. There's like a little shack, I believe. And then there's this robot called Yumi. And he, she, it, the robot um, doesn't like can't like answer direct questions or anything i'm pretty sure its purpose is to like clean stuff and to like pick stuff up like it's pretty basic robot Mm -hmm. um silly is not super like scientific like her sister is but but it would be wild to just like wash up ashore naked and have no idea who you are or why you're there yeah and here's a robot that's just gonna pick things up for you yeah pretty much so when the story picks up she's been there for about three years so you just get like that quick backstory about like her amnesia and things um so she's started to have more memories. And so she knows about Kay. She has these like recurring dreams about like things that she used to do. She refers to herself as C and her sister is Kay. So, you know, okay. names. I'm like, wow, there's just so much that I just can't tell you. It's really hard for me to give the TLDR. <laughs> Basically, while she's on this island, she makes a few attempts to attempt 
to like take boats out. So she spends three years building Hubert, this boat, which is the name of the boat that she took out from the world. But she Mm didn't know that because she had amnesia. Right. So she had like parts of this boat. And so she starts like putting this boat together. But it takes a really long time. She's got to sift through sand. She's got to find the propellers. So she spends all of her time like gardening and living on the bare minimum and stockpiling as much food as she can so that she can essentially just go out to find her sister. Um, When she does finally get Hubert going, they get out not very far and a storm hits and she gets washed in Mm. and then Hubert's gone. Oh, no. (laughs) Bye, Hubert. Three years gone. And it's not like she's going to find another freaking boat, Mm -hmm. you know. So she's kind of got to start over at this point. So she accepts that, like, she's lost all the food, basically, all the stockpiles that she's got. Her garden is pretty minimum. She's only got, like, a few things left in it. So she's pretty much got to start fresh after years. I can't imagine the frustration. Yeah. Um, One thing that she is dealing with, though, is she's been sleepwalking. So when she sleeps, she wakes up and she's, like, in the ocean, like, on the beach. And, like, she's having these vivid dreams about finding her sister during those dreams like during that sleepwalking like session she mm-hmm. even like locked the doors to the entire house like hid the key had the robot hide the key for her and she still woke up with her feet in the ocean Scary. and like each time that she does do the sleepwalking and wakes up in the ocean she's a little further in mm-hmm. so like there's one time where she wakes up and she's just like neck deep like all the way in the water like has to fight her way to get back to shore Jeez. so while she decides to regroup and start figuring out, okay, how the heck am I going to get out of here now? Um, she climbs this, like, really steep mountain, essentially, like, every day. She seems incredibly strong. I guess if you <laughs> spend a lot of time doing this, like you would. like mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing else to do. Strong and lean. Like, so she starts cutting down trees. She's like, I'm just going to build a raft. That's what I'm going to do. Like, after a few days, obviously, of kind of, like, sulking. Yeah. Um, she decides to build a raft. But a boy washes ashore, naked. With no memories. Oh. Yes. So when she goes to go, go like see him and see if he's okay and see what the heck is going on, because obviously this is what happened to her. And so she's super curious if he knows anything about the world outside of this island. He tries to kill her. Like hands around her throat, tries to kill her. So Yumi, the robot, hits him in the head and Good knocks job, him Yumi. out. Thank you. And so C ties him to a bed for a while. Till he wakes up and she like makes like jokes about it too. And he's just like, why am I tied to a bed? She was like, I like it kinky. <laughs> like, so she's pretty funny. Like she's still retained like her sense of humor and her, her personality, but like, mm-hmm. obviously like this is a whole new situation. She ends up having like, like developing a relationship with him. Um, he doesn't really have a name. He never comes to any memories. She ends up giving him a name at some point after he saves her life. But um, he never has any, any memory of what happened before or anything like that. He doesn't sleepwalk. So like they don't, they don't have some of these similarities. And so they end up just kind of like, he knows that C's whole goal is to go find her sister, which he obviously supports. And he's like, you should, like, I don't have any memories, but if I did, like, I would be wanting to know like what's out there and how to get back to my family. If I have them, like, he's like I just don't, I just don't have that. So um, it kind of, becomes their own little oasis even though they don't know anything mm-hmm. so it's like mostly the story is about two sisters trying to find each other but them each still finding their own way in the little worlds that they end up in yeah it's interesting i really I truly like cannot give any more information because there's so much like i'm telling you as soon as like one little thread starts to get pulled on this like it just snowballs and like i'm very impressed 
I wasn't loving it. Like the first half, partly because I just didn't have enough information. And I felt like, just tell me something. Like, I don't understand. Mm And hmm then obviously I'm just not super scientific. So there were a lot of things that they talked about in real depth that I just didn't comprehend. Yeah. Um, but as I got going, I was like, wow, I'm like so mind blown about this book, like five out of five, no regrets. Like I would read it again. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because I bet you'd pick up I so don't much read more anything stuff. again. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like I'm going to know so much more and it's going to make so much more sense. So Mm like, yeah, I'm probably going to read it again, but you can definitely borrow it. -hmm. Okay, yeah, because that, no, that sounds really good. It was I think that really one's, good. I think that one's been on my TBR too. I, the title sounds familiar, so, I yeah. almost did it for water, but I'm so glad that I didn't because like they both, you know, talk about the ocean a lot. They talk about, you know, the water because it, it's relevant to both of their worlds right now. Mm -hmm. Um. but I'm glad Yeah. I waited for futuristic. Yeah, no, it's perfect. It's a great way. Yeah. Both of those are so like, I love that both of them were like, oh, the world went to shit. Now we're in the future. Yeah. It was so fun. Yep. Yeah, no, Yeah. so good. So <laughs> good. okay. I'm going to have to check that one out. Maybe I'll see if I can get it from the library too. I don't know. There you go. But yeah. Um, but yeah, either way, I hope y'all enjoyed our look into the future. I mean, hopefully not, right? Because these both books were not great. I hope that's Uh, not anyone's future. I hope neither of these are indicative of our future, but you know, they are. We're prepared. I have information now. Yeah, we have the book, so you can read it and you can tell us. Um, you know, we can be prepared Basically for all a of manual. this. Yeah, I think so, pretty much. Um, but yeah, that's all Yeah. we got for the end of the year. We hope you all are having staying safe. You have a good new year. We will be back in January. But until then, if you want to reach out, our Instagram is Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. We are on Twitter at IIPYB underscore pod and also on TikTok at Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. Yeah, that's everything we got. So That's it. see you next year. Bye, everyone. Bye.